Welcome back to another episode of the Pro Series Podcast. This is episode 65 with Sarah McDaniel. Sarah is known on Instagram as Simply Southern Cottage, where she has renovated her 1926 Louisiana cottage. Or you might know her from HGTV Hometown Kickstart. We talk about both the show, the Instagram account, her side business, and a project she's going on right now that sounds so cool and I can't wait to see it. But before we get into this episode, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review this podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts. And now I hope you enjoy episode 65 with Sarah McDaniel. Hello, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me on the Pro Series podcast today. Hey, Eric. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. I always like to start out on how I found um, my guest. And I found you off of a... I think it was an HGTV hashtag or something. And then your oh, nice. profile just was just so beautiful and the way it was laid out. And I've always loved Southern design. Um, and that was the cool part about your page. And um, I know we talked a little bit off camera of what you do, but I would love, I feel like a lot of people that follow you that might not know everything about what you do and um, outside of social media. Um, so I kind of want to start out and, start where you started out with real estate or content creation or where was the origin of this? Were you always a design junkie? No, it's a long story, Eric, but I'll make it super short. So uh, the, the Cliff Notes version is, is that in the fourth grade, our teacher took us on a field trip to Jefferson, Texas. And if you don't know Jefferson, it's this super cute little historic town in East Texas. And we toured all of these old homes and something happened. And like the seed was planted in my heart in fourth grade for old houses. And so fast forward all these years, I actually went to college to be a teacher. And I spent 10 years in public education as a teacher, as an assistant principal, and then also as a technology director. And through a crazy chain of events, I ended up as an educational sales rep. And so in that season, I started dabbling a little bit in real estate investing and, you know, saw the potential opportunity that it would allow for financial freedom, like especially later in life. And so um, around 2014, I found the house that I am living in currently and renovated it. And started these social accounts in a blog, Simply Southern Cottage. And, you know, I just did it because I thought I'm going to, you know, the town will want to follow along. My mom and my sister will click like. And it is not what happened. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, it Before long, like magazine accounts started sharing. I was getting a lot of uh, regional and later national attention. And so the long and short of it is, is that I was able to leave my safe, comfortable W-2 job and become a full-time real estate investor and content creator. And here we are. That's the Cliff Notes version. That's crazy. So when you say real estate investor, I feel like some people think about it in different ways as they're buying and then they're renting out or they're flipping or which way were you doing it? Yeah. So I'm kind of all of the above. So I have long-term rentals. I have short-term rentals. I like to do flips, but what happens is, is that when I flip a house, I end up loving it and I can't get rid of it. So I haven't done like an official like buy, flip it and sell it, but I've flipped a house, but I've ended up keeping it. 
Um, and then in January, I'm actually opening a little eight room boutique short term rental property here in Minden. Wow. Okay. So when you say that, I think of that Netflix show. Um, what's it called? Sweet Magnolias. I think they did the same exact thing. They they opened like an it was an old house and like a downtown of wherever they're living and made it into a boutique. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've actually been to Covington, Georgia and seen where it's filmed, but oh, okay. I haven't seen it, but I need to watch it. <laughs> so what, so this boutique, what, what's all going to be in it? Yeah, so it is these apartments in essence that were built in 1931 here in Minden. And at the time they were the most state of the art multifamily housing in the state of Louisiana. That is a true story. I have a newspaper article that says that. And sometime in the 80s, they went into disrepair and they stayed vacant, you know, for over 40 years. I'm not sure why they stopped being utilized, but um, they're just these Spanish architecture buildings that sit right off the, you know, the, our historic downtown and nobody's been crazy enough to touch them until me. And so um, there's eight little villas, there's two one bedroom, one bath, and then six efficiencies. And you can come and stay in our historic downtown in a newly renovated property. That's insane. That's So this might be a dumb question, but sometimes like if you're going through a downtown, you see a building that looks like it hasn't been, it's been vacant forever, but there's no for sale sign or anything. Was that kind of the situation here? Yeah, it is actually. So uh, in 2020, I actually looked at them and there was like no way that I could afford to do them. Uh, a friend of a childhood friend of mine owned them and he bought them with the intent of, you know, doing them one day and just never did. But there were another crazy set of events, um, cottages and bungalows and American farmhouse style magazines reached out summer of 21 and they were like we want to do a project house with you and we want to document the process over the course of the next year and I was like well there's these villas that I want to do and they're not really a house but if y'all you know wanted to come alongside me you know we could partner up and do this together and we did and so they have documented the process over the course of the last year and the reveal issue comes out in January. Okay, so the whole issue of that magazine will be just that? Yes, pretty much. I don't know the exact percentage, but a large percentage of their, um, I think it's their February issue that will come out in January, okay. is dedicated to the reveal of the villas. Okay, is there video content to that as well? Uh, no, not other than like what I've been pushing out on social media. There's gotcha. not any video content. That's awesome. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, it's beautiful. It really is. So after that project's complete, are you, are you someone that's going to be like satisfied and just continue what you're doing, maintaining, or are you going to try to do something else? Yeah. Well, what my online community knows is that I always have things up my sleeve. <laughs> and so I don't have another project right at this minute. I'm also renovating um, an 1852 ancestral family home. And that is actually for a gentleman. So I've never did a property for anybody else because I don't have time because I'm always busy with mine. But a gentleman reached out and needed help. And how can I say no to that? Yeah. So I need to wrap up what I have now, but I've already got my mind on some potential things, you know, coming up for maybe spring or summer next year. That's awesome. So 
What advice would you have just for someone that wants to get into real estate investing? If it's, um, let's say, let's take off flipping, just like um, flipping to rent out or um, not just to flip to sell, but kind of investing in that sort. So the best thing that you can do if you are just starting out is to educate yourself as much as possible, because it is not something for the faint of heart. It is equally like wonderful and stressful all at the same time. And you can very quickly like lose your shirt if you don't know what you're doing. And a lot of times, like, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. So my go-to resource that I tell everybody who asks me this question is a website called Bigger Pockets. Do you know Bigger Pockets? No, I do not. Oh my goodness. It's like, to me, it's the best, um, like real estate education hub on the internet. I mean, it is, I don't know how many people are like participating, but there's chat rooms that they produce like webinars, there's books, there's downloads, but that is where I get all of my education from. Okay. So like a lot more successful or less hate-driven Facebook page. Yes. Right. useful. <laughs> yes. It is really, really good. And you can you know, uh, post questions in the chat forums and people can answer and you can read stories about success or stories that went wrong or if you need to know how to handle a situation, like everything is there. Well, I had no idea that was a thing. Yes, biggerpockets.com. So we talked a little off screen that you were part of an HGTV show called Hometown Kickstart. Um, I would yes. love to hear, um, you did a little bit more than just be the talent on the show. So can you tell us a little bit how that started out? Yeah, sure thing. So it actually started, I guess, almost two or three years ago. So, you know, we had the first rendition of Hometown in Laurel, Mississippi. And then there was a casting call and they were going to, in essence, like flip another town. And so my neighbor, Rachel, and I applied us for the first season of Hometown Takeover and we lost to Wetumpka, Alabama. It killed our souls, but um, we just kept pushing forward and making things happen in our town. We painted a couple of murals and then lo and behold, there was a casting call that came out again. And so we applied again for the second time and, you know, we got chosen for hometown takeover, um, hometown kickstart, I'm sorry. And uh, that show aired um, this past May. And so we had the incredible privilege of basically being like the location producers and also on-camera talent. That's awesome. So between the show and your social media, who, which one do you feel like you get the most exposure or more people actually like noticing you in public or just really any of that? That That's a good question. So it's mostly from social media and it's, it's strange and wonderful because like it's starting to happen more and more in random places. Like you expect it around like our area, you know, yeah. but um, one time it happened at DFW airport. One time it happened in a rest stop in Alabama along I-20, you know, and it, it's wonderful of course, but I just feel like this normal plain girl so it's also like strange that this is my life yeah it's, I always feel like it's the number that you see on your account just doesn't like click in my head it, right. I, mean, I can see it's a big number but like it just doesn't actually like when you walk into a place and someone notices you that's like 
when that number feels real. Yeah, for sure. And I love like meeting people. I mean, I love it. It just is weird to me because I'm just like, I'm just plain, like I'm just me. It's no big deal. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. I'm like, really, it's, it's fine. It's just me. No big deal. Absolutely. So if you would have told, if told yourself whenever you started this account, um, what advice would you have given yourself or what's something that you would try to like, what was a mistake that you did or something you'd learn from? Oh gosh. Um, I did not realize like how much work it is. Um, I, in essence have like two, not really three, but I've got two full-time jobs and a little side job where I still kind of, you know, dabble in educational consulting, but it is a ton of work to produce the content, to work on contracts with brands, you know, to interact with your audience, to build collages, to edit pictures, edit videos. And then I'm also like doing this major renovation of eight villas and I have Airbnbs and I have long-term rentals. And so um, I had to learn quickly like how to put some systems in place and then how to tap like people to help me manage all of this and that is something I was not prepared for at all that's that's always something I wish that they they showed on tv of people that are creators that all the brand stuff and all the behind the scenes stuff that comes with just one post yes it is a lot yeah meetings proposals um I feel like I've had a lot of, I mean, my podcast is all about design and I've had some people that got famous off of TikTok yeah. and they're talking about like, there's people that are TikTok dancers, which I can't do. So kudos, right. to but the content is usually free and our content is sometimes you have partner deals, but lots of the time it's your own time that you're, you're editing um, and right. it takes months and months for one post. Yes. That's right. And there's always something to do. Like you're never finished. I mean, there's always a blog post to write, you know, content to create, uh, direct messages to respond to. There's always something to do. So I've had to really try to balance and manage my time because I could literally work 24 hours a day. Oh, yeah. So lastly, I want to end with um, advice you'd have for someone that wants to start out a their a new social media page or they already have an existing social media page. I know sometimes it's hard when you're in the design community and you, you hire a, a really good photographer and you spend a lot of money on it and then you post the picture and you get not you get like a fraction of the interaction or the engagement rate that you thought would um, get off that post. It kind of deflates you. What advice would you give that person and um, advice on how to grow and be authentic on Instagram? Yeah, so two things. Um, first of all, you have to be consistent with your posting. So whatever that looks like for you. So I started out at seven days a week, like no way I can maintain that, right? So I quickly saw like no way. So I cut it down to five. And so now I'm at three to four, you know, posts or reels a week, sometimes five, it just depends but you need to be consistent. I show up in stories every single day and I show my face and I'm bringing my audience along for, you know, all of the messy behind the scenes. So my pictures and my reels on my feed are, are pretty polished and clean. But then, you know, this morning I recorded a story and you could really see like how messy my island is, you know, it has mail piled up because I've been gone for the weekend. 
Um, so I really go deep um, with my audience behind the scenes and stories. And that leads to the second thing, and that's build relationships and be authentic. Like let them see who you are in the real, real. I mean, they know I'm not going to show up with curly hair and a face full of makeup every day because that's not me because I am out on the job site and you know doing manual labor and so most of the time I'm showing up like this and then you know if I'm ever going somewhere and I'm actually all fixed up they're like you look so beautiful you know they're pleasantly surprised but you have to build relationships um, respond to your direct messages respond to comments on your post and just earn that trust of your community yeah, that's awesome advice. And that's, I like how you said show your face, because that's something I struggled with for a long time. I didn't do it. And yeah. to designers, they they think it's all about the design, but it's also you need to put personality to it, or it's just going to look a potter, pottery barn. That's right. That's exactly right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I want to end in uh, for you to say where they could follow you. Um, and if, can they see their show, your show on Discovery Plus? Yes, mm -hmm. Discovery okay. Plus. I think it's pretty much across like all streaming platforms right now. Okay, perfect. So, And where can they follow you on social media? Yeah, so across all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, um, Pinterest, Simply Southern Cottage. And then my blog is simplysoutherncottage.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you, Eric, for having me.